I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast, the weekly show that helps you spark hope and creativity for your life and business. In case we've never met before, I'm the chief creative officer and a leadership coach at a company called Rayma Team. I love coffee dates and books, stiletto shoes, running, kayaking, and I just happen to be living with a disease called cystic fibrosis. I'm sharing my story as well as the stories of people from around the world to help you rise up with hope-filled action. Grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. Today, I'm going to kind of give you a really short coaching session. And I want to speak into an area of life that maybe you've been avoiding. So that area is your failures. Mm -hmm. Grab a pen and paper or take a lot of mental notes as you're getting ready this morning because I want to share with you how to find some hope in your failures. And I'm going to be talking about this from the angle of my recent failure. So this podcast episode is the final entry, if you will, of a 30-day campaign for my book, Dangerous Hope. And it's day 30 of the 30 Days of Dangerous Hope campaign that I've been doing on my blog as part of my way of getting the content out there for my new book that I'm working on. But it also aligns with the 30-day campaign for the pre-orders of my book. And that is something I've never done before. I've never done a pre-order campaign before. And I want to share with you how to find hope in your own failures so that you can keep moving forward toward your goal, even when you miss the goal. Because sometimes our time frame on a goal is too short. And I want to share that with you from the point of view of what happened at the end of this campaign, which just ended yesterday. I am recording this on Thursday, November 12th. This podcast is coming out a day later than normal because of the fact that I just needed uh, to give myself a moment to breathe, right? So yesterday, the campaign ended on Wednesday, November 11th, and the entire focus and the goal of this pre-order campaign was to pre-sell 500 books or more in 30 days in a crowdsourcing campaign to be able to get my book in front of up to 27 publishers. And the company that I went through is a company called Publishizer. Now, this was the first time I've ever done a pre-order campaign, and it's the first time I've ever done any type of crowdsourcing campaign. So it was definitely a learning experience. And here's where, where I ended that campaign with. I ended up with 137 pre-orders that totaled 60 people believing and supporting in this message. And as you can see, that is not the goal of 500, right? So I realized a couple days beforehand that I'm probably not going to reach the goal. I've been doing everything I could all month 
to um, get as many people on board as possible. I sent emails. I made phone calls. I sent more emails. I did a lot of social media posts. I sent more emails and sent more emails and reminded people. And it was a, a situation and an experience that definitely stretched me. But when I realized that I might not hit this goal, I also realized that there were some opportunities in it. And I want to talk you through that. I'm going to share with you my journal because what I want you to do is take out a pen and paper right now and think about a recent failure that you had, some goal that you had that you came really close to meeting or you missed it by a lot. And on one hand of the of your sheet of paper, I want you to like draw middle vertically down the sheet of paper. And on the left-hand side, I want you to have a column that says letdowns of this experience. And on the right-hand side, I want you to write a column that says what I learned and new experiences I'm proud of. Okay? You guys, this is what I do. And I've talked about this before on the podcast about like how I make sense of letdowns and setbacks. But when it really comes down to it, we don't like to fail, right? We um, have maybe even heard this whole mantra of like, failure isn't an option. Well, you know what? Sometimes failure is necessary. Sometimes you learn things. In fact, all the time, if you're willing, you learn things in the failure that you would never learn in the successes. Like just because you meet a goal every single time doesn't mean that you have the knowledge and the experience that you need to fully grow stronger from it. You might be missing some very important lessons if you have a history of always hitting the goal, right? Like yay you, if that's if that's your experience, that's awesome. But then what what happens if you fail a goal? Like, do you beat yourself up? And some people do. Some people don't struggle with this at all because that's their personality. But a lot of people do because that's their personality as well. So I want to give you some insight into that. So what I did this morning, because honestly, yesterday I was happy to be done with the pre-order campaign because it really was something that had to be a priority. It took a lot of time and effort, took a lot of mental energy. Um, but I was I was excited that it was done. I was thrilled with where I ended, and I'll talk more about that in a moment, even though it wasn't the the goal. And really, I was behind on some other work because of what I had needed to do for this other goal and all the responsibilities I had going on right now in my life. So I was a little behind. So I really took yesterday as a day to focus on catching up on the work that I needed to do within Rayma team. And giving myself a chance to just really not think about it, right? Like it was done, it was over, I was excited, but I also had other things I had to focus on, so I didn't think about it. And then this morning, I thought about it. And um, I'll be honest, I shed some tears, not like horrible, ugly crying, but just shed a little bit of tears because to be honest, this is not the first time that I have put a book out into the world and and reached out to publishers and been let down by the outcome. It's not the first time. And that's a very common thing in the world of publishing. But I did take some time to write this all down. And what I realized is that 
there are way more hope-filled areas of growth from this experience than there are letdowns, than there are disappointments. So on your sheet of paper, you have the left side column that says letdowns of this experience. You have the right side column that says what I learned or new experiences that I'm proud of. Give yourself some time to really write this down, okay? Because that is where you're going to find the hope in this failure that you are thinking of, that you are maybe not wanting to think about because you're like, this isn't what I wanted to talk about on the podcast, Mandy. It, we got to talk. We have to talk about it, guys. Like we have to be willing to look at our failures because only when we do will we grow into a wiser, stronger version of ourselves. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what I wrote down. So on the left hand side, my letdowns of this experience obviously is number one. I didn't reach 500 pre-orders. That was the first letdown. The second letdown is I only had three publishers interested in my book. And after the campaign, I got to see who they are. And one of them isn't even somebody I can have a conversation with because I didn't meet their criteria of having 500 pre-orders. The other two are more of the hybrid publishers that are kind of like that in-between step between self-publishing and getting a traditional publisher and I, I may have conversations with them still. I might not. Um, but I only had three. One of them isn't an option. So really, I only had two. So that was the second letdown. Um, the third letdown from this experience is that emailing people is um, emailing people one on one, like, is super hard. I'm not kidding. I probably spent uh, three to four hours a week over the last month sending personal one-on-one emails and then sending follow-up emails, sending emails to our list, um, sending all the emails. Like really, it was quite an experience. I have a new found respect for people on LinkedIn that are constantly messaging people or emailing people and getting to know them and, and pitching their product service or, or um, business to their contacts on LinkedIn, because that's something I've never done before. I've kind of cringed at it. And there were parts of it that were fun because I was meeting new people or reminding myself of people that I've been connected to on LinkedIn um, that I haven't talked to for a long time. Um, and there were there. So so that was kind of cool. But in reality, the letdown is that um, this was hard. This, this emailing thing really specifically spoke to one of the areas in business that I hate doing. So that was a letdown. And then the fourth letdown of this experience is that the lies in my head, which we all have, right? We all have lies and labels that we tell ourselves, that we tear ourselves down with in one way or another. So the lies in my head this morning were telling me that I'm not good enough and I'm destined to stay small. That's the emotional side of it, right? So those were the four letdowns, only four. Those were the only four things that I could come up with. And now I am going to share with you uh, my whole list of what I learned or new experiences I'm proud of. And that is like 13 things. So stay tuned. I'll go through them quickly and dive into it. But 
This is my point. When you do this exercise, you find hope in the failure because you start to realize that the letdowns and the disappointments are less than the growth. The letdowns and the disappointments are less than the growth. So number one, what I learned or new experiences that I'm proud of is that I pre-sold 137 books. Guys, I have never, ever done that before. This will be my fifth book, my 11th or 12th book or journal or Bible study that we have published as a company, like that I've worked on, we'll, we'll put it that way. And I have, we have never done a pre-sale campaign. So pre-selling 137 books, I'm celebrating that because I've never done it before. And it took a lot of work and I did it. And the second thing is that I got 60 people on board to support this message in 30 days. That, that is a great feeling. There are so many people that are excited. They've been reading in social media posts and on my blog posts, bits and pieces of content that is going to be expanded upon in this book. And they are really connecting with it. And that is an exciting feeling. The third thing is that I made new connections from those emails. Um, I have a few people from my LinkedIn emails that I have new relationships with. One of them um, is going to be a podcast episode coming up here in the next few months. Uh, they also supported the campaign by pre-ordering a book. Like There are new people that I get to meet from all over the world because of my efforts, and that's awesome. The fourth thing is that I now have... Uh, people that have invested their money to put toward publishing this book, whether that is um, going with the two publisher, one of the two publishers that I can talk with, or using that investment to put toward Rayma Team publishing the book, and that's a possibility. So, so having that investment there is is great because now I know that it's, you know, these orders and the first like 200 books are are probably paid for. And I just have to make sure that I am, you know, lining myself up with the, with the right companies that are available that that are a good fit for me and all of that. Um, the fifth thing is that I have a solid plan of how I want to make the amazing individuals who supported this this book with a pre-order, um, how I want to make them feel special if we do self-publish or when we do get their books to them. Like I have a clearer plan this time than I've ever had before, and that's exciting. Um, I think number six, I also know how to do a pre-order campaign now. And I even have ideas of how we can do this on our current uh, on our current website for when the book does come out when the time is right. Like I know how to do this now, and I've had ideas of how to do it in the past, but I never actually experienced it, so I didn't fully know. I just had like book knowledge, but now I have experience, and that is worth its weight in gold. The seventh thing that I'm really proud of and I learned uh, about myself through this is that I learned that I'm excited about this process again. I have felt, true confession, guys, I have felt over the last two years that 
Maybe my message doesn't matter anymore. Maybe I'm really not that great at writing or coaching or or sharing hope with people, mostly because I've had experiences where people have torn me down. And it just, I, I got weary, I got burnt out, and I wasn't quite sure what what was going to work again. And this has reminded me of my why. It has birthed in me an excitement for this again, because this was one of my, one of my very favorite things that we did before we rebranded. And we stopped doing this. We stopped sharing our own books and, and like journals with the world about two years ago. And I have missed it. So it's nice to be reminded. I've lost count. I think this is the eighth thing. Um, so the eighth thing that I'm proud of myself is I now get to have my in a perfect world outcome for when I get to speak at TEDx Bismarck next summer. Because my thought was when I was accepted as a speaker last spring, my thought was, oh my gosh, in a perfect world, I'd have the book ready to go. It could be there that day because I'm able to sell books if I have them. But it, that just wasn't going to happen last August. So now I can make it happen. And if we self-publish it, it will happen. Like I am in full control of that timeline if we decide to publish it as a company. And that's a really cool feeling. That's a really awesome, like in a perfect world, I get to choose that type of feeling. The ninth thing is that I know of creatives in our area that I would love to work with on this project to make it look amazing, to make it feel amazing for the people that have pre-ordered. And I'm excited to reach out with them and build those connections and, and work with them. And that's awesome. Knowing which creatives would, would really help with a project and that you can get excited to work with is, is a fun thing to experience. Um, the 10th thing is that I found a new possible publishing printer that does hard copies. They also have a podcast. They're in control of the entire distribution of my book. Um, I found them myself. I didn't actually find them through the Publishizer company. I found them through a Google search, and I'm looking into them. I don't know if they're a good fit, but it's, it's exciting to know that there are other solutions out there, so I'm looking forward to that. The 11th thing I'm really proud of and that I learned is I... I had a chance to brush up on my skills of writing due to the fact that I did a 30-day blog campaign while I was doing this to get the content out there. And I haven't done that for a really long time. In fact, the only book I've actually done that for was Unashamed. And that was a Bible study that is no longer, I, I don't believe it's available anymore. I think we retired it on Amazon. But that was like the whole reason that that even became a devotional and a Bible study was because I used it on my blog first. So getting back to that, something that I did seven years ago is really exciting. The 12th thing is that I have a much better vision of the content for this book because of all that blogging. I really do. And then the probably the 13th thing that I that I learned is that social media is still a great way to sell. I think that yes the emails helped, but a lot of people that I've never met before initially were interested in this book and pre-ordered because of the fact that I took a blog post and turned it into a social media post 
and connected the dots for them. Like they were connected to that message. Then they went to the link. And to be honest, my Facebook personal profile was a great way to to foster those relationships and get this content out there in that way, that and Instagram. So while it wasn't like, you know, it definitely was not the outcome that I wanted initially, but there's something uh, special and exciting about what did happen and where this is headed. Mark my words. Dangerous book will, dangerous book, dangerous hope. See, I was so excited to tell you. Dangerous hope will be a book in 2021 somehow. And right now I am 98% certain that the somehow is that Rayma team will be publishing it. I'll still have conversations with the two publishers that I have um, the ability to talk with, but there's something really exciting about being able to get this message out into the world in a way that we're really super proud of. And that does not mean that one day, years down the road, a publisher won't pick it up because that has happened. That happens to people from time to time. So that's an, you know, it's, it's a possibility. But more than anything, I... I went into this campaign with the idea of, yes, the goal is 500, that should be easy, but I also, you know, am learning that maybe I have some of my own mindset limitations to overcome still too, because I also felt like, oh, I don't know, can I? This seems a little hard. So maybe I got in my own way, who knows, but I gave it my best effort. I gave it every effort and even though I needed to uh, take some time off on the weekends and rest and and not think about it and have healthy boundaries with that, I still gave this every effort that I could, everything I had in me. I pushed myself in a way I never had before, and I'm proud of that. So when you put pen to paper on finding hope in your own failure, which I really hope you do, I really do. I challenge you to do this as like right now. Or later today, like the day that you're listening to this podcast episode, if you have to pause it right now and follow through with that, do it. You don't have to spend 15, 20 minutes, but five minutes. You can probably gain a lot of perspective. You can probably realize a lot of growth within yourself that you haven't had a chance to realize before and find that hope again because of your failure. We don't have to be afraid of our failures, you guys. We don't. When we fail, when we're disappointed, all that means is we tried and we learned and we're growing. That's an awesome thing to do. It's an awesome place to be. So if that's you today, I want to encourage you with that. Don't be afraid of your disappointments. Don't be afraid of your failures. They're showing you what you're passionate about. They're showing you what your current skill level is. Your failures are showing you that you have the courage to start something. You have the courage to put your best foot forward and figure things out along the way. And now because you have the experience of going after that goal, you have data. You have data about your own situation, your own skill level, and you can let that data, that experience, help you grow 
more skillfully and grow better. I don't even know if that sentence was like structurally okay, but you know what I mean. So that's my challenge to you. That is my encouragement to you. Your failures matter. If you've never failed before and you've only won, and now you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I failed. I don't know what to do with this. I've never been there before. You know what? Give yourself a big giant hug and a pat on the back because you are in a position to grow in a way you never have before. Winning all the time is, you know, that's an awesome feeling and that gets you to a certain level, but your growth is in the failures. You are challenged more in the failures than you are in the wins. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Do this, do this exercise. Play this episode again if you need to. Find hope in those failures. Stop avoiding it. Stop pretending it doesn't exist. Stop like staying so busy that you don't think about it. You owe it to yourself and the people that are waiting for you to rise up again that you're going to reach because of that thing that you're going after. You owe it to them and yourself to do this. Tell me. Please come tell me. Leave a leave a uh, a review in the podcast area of what happened when you did this or come find me on Instagram and and let me know how it went because I really do want to know. I want to be that voice of encouragement, that that coach who tells you, "Yes, you can do it. Here's a few ways to to, you know, tweak what you're doing so that it works for you." You can do it, all right? Okay, I will be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new guest to uh, share with you. And until then, may you be blessed, be healthy, be inspired, stay creative, and have a dangerous hope. Bye-bye.